0: Pluto is the Rudolph of our solar system. (laughs)
1: Welcome to this myth again—the show where we talk about myths, legends, supernatural beings, and uh, conspiracy theories. Went back to the old version; I don't know why, but we're just gonna keep with it. Uh, I am your most beautiful co-host, Kim, and I am your most unawares, Jill. Also, somehow the most intelligent of the two.
0: Of us. <laughs> I like how you added "of the two of us" because that's important.
1: Both unaware. And very intelligent.
0: <laughs> I know I don't come across that way on this podcast, but I i went to school.
1: There's a duality there. <laughs> I, One can be both ignorant as fuck. And just,
0: I'm just socially ignorant as fuck.
1: <sighs> okay, so this um, episode, the last episode before Christmas... We are talking about some holiday-themed holiday holiday stuff. All right, well, I only did Santa Claus. I didn't do other holiday stuff. Well, I did another holiday stuff, and two counts as some. Okay.
0: (laughs) Technically. (laughs) In the most technical sense of the word, yes.
1: Yes. So, we're doing some holiday stuff. Jill is talking about santa claus and i am talking about the anti-santa claus krampus so i think it's
0: important that we do a small ears warning because this show is called the Myth again and we're talking about some um holiday characters that certain people may not want to um lose faith in or something if your child believes in santa claus don't let them listen I was trying to find a way to say it, just in case a child was listening. I don't know why they would be because Santa this is
1: Claus is real, rated as explicit. So why are you letting your children listen to this podcast? <laughs> what is wrong with you? We You're dropped an bomb less
0: than a minute in. Not child. Your children
1: should not be listening to this podcast, but especially not this episode. Especially not young children. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way.
0: Yes. Um. So if anyone curious about the crunching or crinkling sounds, that's just the dog. My dog has wrapping paper, he likes to tear it up. Yeah, he's entertaining himself. Mm-hmm. He's our co-host for this <laughs> evening.
1: He is the third member of this podcast. We always said we were gonna get guests on here, and now we have. You yep. have my dog. Eventually it'll be someone who talks English. Mm. Well, I mean, if we're special, he might, you know, start talking to us randomly. He just has things to say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but of Christmas magic. Yep. Um anyways, speaking of Christmas magic. So we are we're gonna share with you what we're drinking tonight. We haven't done that yet.
0: Oh yeah, we should probably talk about what we've been drinking. Oh, we this already whole started time. drinking it.
1: Yep. Um so the other night I made our holiday hot spice mold wine, which our family has. Every single year, it's kind of our tradition, um, and I made some extras just so we could have it on the podcast tonight. It is your basic cheap-ass brandy with- Carlo Rossi. Carlo (laughs) Rossi. Um, burgundy. It's not brandy. It's burgundy. Um, and- it's some spices, you've got cinnamon, you've got cloves, you've got oranges and lemons, and there's some sugar added. And I
0: guess you boil it on the stove.
1: You bring it to a boil and simmer it, and then you just let it mold together mm-hmm. overnight, and then you just delish.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't a lot of the alcohol burn off when you do that? Yeah, it's not very alcoholic. You want to take a shot? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, I'm not really... Feeling anything yet? Have you had a lot? <clears> had <throat> half a cup. Huh.
1: Well. <laughs> um Okay. So you you will put the recipe up on, on the, the blog on the blog. So. <sighs> I suppose I should since we're drinking it. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure I'm comfortable sharing our family recipe.
0: Well, I'm comfortable sharing that if you add fireball whiskey, and I, I cut out the little interlude, so there was probably no transition from what we just talked about to what we're talking about now. But I added fireball whiskey to
1: my mulled wine, and it's pretty good. You're a nut. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a purist. If I want to take a shot of whiskey, I'll just take a shot of whiskey, okay? Yeah, I'm weak. I, I'm, I drink my wine, though straight. No additives.
0: The flavor of the fireball accents the spices in the wine quite nicely. Well,
1: be that as it may, I'm still not adding it to my wine. Well, you do you. It will do me. (laughs) Okay, so you're gonna tell us about Santa Claus. Yes. Is that my cue? Yes, that is your cue. Okay,
0: so, um, just double-checking, double-checking all the children are gone.
1: Get off my lawn!
0: (laughs) Get off the lawn, you young whippersnappers. (laughs) Okay, go. The Santa Claus character we know and love today has a very different story of origin than we might expect.
1: Stop reading it like you're reading a biography. I wrote it like a biography. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to say? Well, say it like you're not reading it. But I am reading it. Add some personality to your words. (laughs) He was born around. Not (laughs) William Shatner!
0: (laughs) I don't know what personality you're talking Um, about.
1: I was just thinking, like, your personality. Just, like, reading it how you would say it. That is how I would say it.
0: With no... With no emotion (laughs) whatsoever.
1: (laughs) You cold, heartless beast.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. He was born around 280 AD in what is now Turkey, and we've already had the AD discussion, so I won't go into that again. I know what
1: you're talking about. I know. I just about. came off
0: as a moron, and I'm, I may have cut that out, so I just shot myself in the foot by bringing it up again. No, I don't think he did
1: cut it out. You did <laughs> sound like a moron, not knowing the difference between having, BC and no, AD. I know
0: the difference. I was just having a hard night. And
1: actually, now it's called CE.
0: Yeah. Common era.
1: Okay, well, in my sources, it was called A.D. Well, you're of old sources. I do not think they were that old. Maybe, like, a couple of years, but I didn't check the dates, actually. Maybe not everyone has switched over yet. Yeah. Anyways.
0: He he was a bishop of a small Roman town called Myra, and he was known to devout, like, he was de- a devout, uh... Atheist. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out, I was reading that, I was like, wait a minute, I don't know what religion he was. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was Catholic. He's one of the
1: Christian ones, and he was probably Catholic since it was- Bishops are Catholic, right? 280-something. 280 AD. 280 AD, which I'm pretty sure that was mostly just Catholics. No, he
0: was a Christian. Okay. He was a devout Christian. Catholics and Christians, whatever, same. (laughs) Whatever. So devout. So devout. (laughs) Not an atheist. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? (laughs) Even when there was the great persecution of 303 AD that demanded priests renounce Christianity, he continued to defend church doctrine. And... Because he defied these demands, he ended up spending years in prison until the Roman Emperor Constantine ended the persecution in
1: 313. Oh, okay. So, it was still Roman times when they just didn't like Christians. Yeah. I forget that once Jesus was born, it wasn't just a sudden flood to Christianity.
0: Yeah, there was uh, some other stuff going on. Okay. (laughs) He, um, He died on December 6th. Three forty three AD. But his legend continued to live on as... Oh, really? He died
1: December 6th?
0: December 6th, yes. Mm,
1: That makes a lot of sense, Then, for my information. Oh, does it? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll get into it. I'm excited. Mm
0: -hmm. So he, um, he... his legend lived on as this generous, kind man who performed miracles supposedly he had given away all of his belongings all of the inherited wealth he had i don't know how much that was considering he was a bishop in today's economy two (laughs) dollars yeah (laughs) inflation um and he would just go around the the countryside helping people who were poor injured or ill and supposedly performing miracles one of the best known stories is how nicholas saved three sisters from being sold by their father into a life of prostitution and slavery by giving their father a dowry so they could be married off instead. Wow. Great father. I know, right? Good parenting. Dad of the year. There's also a more fantastical story about him, and I'm going to tell it in the form of a joke, because we all know how good I am at telling jokes. Okay. (laughs) So, St. Nicholas walks into a bar and says to the innkeeper... Hey, did you murder three boys and pickle their dismembered bodies and barrels in the basement? What? <laughs> innkeeper says, Hell no, you crazy! But Nicholas can sense the murder, and he goes into the basement and discovers what he'd known as soon as he walked into the establishment. And he resurrects the three murdered boys. No word on what happens to the innkeeper.
1: So he a can just smell murder and pickled bodies. It didn't say he smelled it. He just sensed it. A smelled sense. <laughs> smell is a sense, okay? It, it, so yes,
0: it is. He walks I,
1: into a bar and smells murder in the air. <laughs> goes up to the smells, barkeep.
0: He smells the pickling.
1: He smells the pickling. Got that brine. It couldn't be pickles. It's no gotta way. Be,
0: it's got to be children. I smell pickled children.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's-
1: And then he
0: resurrects them like he's fucking God? Yeah. So like I said, that's a more fantastical story. There's, um, there's many stories about the supposed miracles he performed. Some of them are more plausible than others. It's like one of those things where, you know, stories get around and- Okay, uh, my, some of them could be true.
1: My question is Jesus turns water into wine. Cool. I'm down with that being an alcoholic. <laughs> this kind but of brings Santa back. brings back people from the dead. Technically Jesus did rise from the dead, but Santa can bring other people back from the dead. He can bring bird did...
0: and pickled boys.
1: Yeah. Jesus never did anything like that. Why is Santa not the Messiah? <laughs> Good question. I don't think we're going to solve that debate. <laughs> Probably not. But it's food for thought. Food for thought. Santa, uh, 2019. Let's <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> so,
0: um, he he was revered. Saint Nicholas was revered. Um, I I'm not entirely sure when exactly he acquired sainthood. It was sometime after his death, um, but people continued to celebrate him on the day of his death, especially in the Netherlands, so on December 6th. Mm -hmm. And they would celebrate by having a big feast. It was supposedly lucky to get married on that day or to make big purchases. Um, But obviously, we don't celebrate on December 6th, so where's the discrepancy? The Protestant Reformation began in the 1500s, and during this time, a lot of the saints were pushed out of favor, including St. Nicholas. Wait, what was the issue with saints? Um, I think it was just the Christianity was branching off into these different factions and, you know, Protestants (laughs) were
1: like, we have the right answers, and then... And the right answer is, don't look to these people who did a bunch of good while they were living. Well, a lot of... Ignore that. A
0: lot of saints, and I don't have specific examples of this, but a lot of saints didn't do such great things. Like, they were considered great in their time. But oh. looking back on it today, we'd be like, "Oh, that's actually not too cool."
1: Yeah, that saint who was, uh, in charge of like the California missions. Yeah, who um, did a lot of atrocious <laughs> fucking shit. And exactly, and people are trying to, to, to renounce his
0: sainthood right now. Um, yeah, what's his fucking name?
1: Saint Joseph?
0: No, no, it's like a. I think, I think it starts with a J. It's a. um... My dog's howling. Oh, is that raider? Yes. I thought it was
1: an ambulance. <laughs> No, that's my dog. Okay. He's howling just way downstairs. Aww. The dog decided that he was too cool for school up here, um, yeah. so he's left us. <laughs> um, we're on our own now. Just We're, on we're drinking alone. Uh, it's the first time a uh, co-host has abandoned us. Uh, well,
0: first time they joined us, podcast. first time <laughs> they
1: abandoned us, you know. <laughs> we're just starting out. These things will happen. It's all good, though. It's all gravy. We'll we'll carry it. We'll carry the slack from him. <laughs> All right. So,
0: anyways, back to the Protestant Reformation. Saints were being pushed out of favor, and this included St. Nicholas. Okay. But by this time, people were kind of used to a gift-giving practice that had emerged out of celebrating him on December 6th. So they needed a way to do it that didn't involve celebrating saints. Enter baby Jesus.
1: <gasps> the baby Jesus, who was actually born sometime in the summer?
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> The date moved to December 25th, because that's his supposed birthday, but apparently
1: not. I think they just needed to coincide it with a bunch of other pagan holidays, so December 25th was chosen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how it moved to December 25th. Of course, baby Jesus is a baby, and he doesn't have the capacity of a big sack like St. Nicholas for all those presents for the children, and... It also didn't seem right that baby Jesus would be saying to kids, you better watch out. You better not cry.
1: That's- baby Jesus is coming to town. <laughs> yeah, baby Jesus is coming. You better beware. <laughs> baby Jesus is coming. He's got an AK-47 and he's gonna mow your ass down. I don't know why that's where my mind just pictured with baby Jesus holding a gun. Watching you while you're sleeping. And while you're
0: awake, he knows if you've been bad or good, Kim. Oh, God. Baby Jesus
1: knows. Baby Jesus knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, because that wouldn't really be appropriate to uh, baby Jesus, um, more Christmas characters were created to be the helpers that would bring the gifts and do the threatening to kids.
1: hmm
0: These were, um, they kind of emerged from uh, Germanic cultures, and um, the characters were loosely based on St. Nicholas. There was Ru Klaus... Which means rough Nicholas, Ashen Claws, which means ashy Nicholas, and
1: Ashy Nicholas needs to use some fucking lotion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Peltznickel, which means furry Nicholas. Sorry for any mispronunciations. <laughs> but yeah, furry, furry Nicholas. Furry Nick- I don't know
1: what these characters it's look just like. Just a Yeti in a hat. <laughs> okay, I need to now know a Nick. And who is just very hairy. And I'm going to call him, what, Peltznickel? Peltznickel. Peltznickel. Yep. All right. So
0: these helpers of Baby Jesus didn't just threaten kids with coal. If kids weren't good, they might get whipped or even kidnapped by these helpers. Oh. Eventually, these characters morphed into Santa Claus. They,
1: They became one.
0: They became one. Um... But like I said before, in the Netherlands, they were particularly fond of St. Nicholas and continued to celebrate him despite the changes elsewhere in Europe. Wherever the Dutch went, they brought Sinterklaas, as they referred to him, with them. Mm. In New England, early American American colonies, the holiday, Christmas, was shunned as a pagan holiday.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't just like, oh, open presents and be nice. It was like fucking... Balls to the wall, party, drink, and get drunk celebrate. (laughs) That's
0: exactly why. It was less about gift giving and more about just get shit faced
1: and party. Side note, that's exactly what it is for my family. We're all pretty (laughs) much adults now, except for my nephew. My nephew's the only one who's actually a little kid now. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's just like holiday, get together, get drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The, The Christmas traditions we're more familiar with and the Christmas imagery we're used to seeing didn't emerge until the 18th and 19th centuries. In December 1773, a New York newspaper wrote an article about Dutch families celebrating Sinterklaas on December 6th. Then, in 1804, John Pintard, who was a member of the New York Historical Society, started handing out woodcuts of St. Nicholas at their meetings, or at the annual meeting that they had, and in the background of these woodcuts is this classic image of Santa Claus with stockings full of toys and fruit over the fireplace. I don't know why that's classic. I haven't ever seen that before.
1: Well, chestnuts. Um, Chestnut is not a fruit. Whatever. <laughs> it's a nut. It's food. <laughs> it's edible. It's edible. <laughs> Eat it, put it in your mouth, enjoy. <laughs> what I want is, this is the, the first uh, commercialism of Santa Claus isn't it
0: the wood cuttings mm-hmm. not quite not quite we're getting there oh in 1809 washington irving wrote a book called the history of new york in which he included stories of saint nicholas labeling him the patron saint of new york Sinterklaas, as he was still being referred to by um, people of dutch origins gained various reputations as he became more popular in new york being described as a rascal <laughs> wearing a blue hat with three corners a red waistcoat, and yellow stockings. Very mismatched. Oh, (laughs) wait, I'm sorry. Say his outfit again. Wearing a blue hat with three corners, a red waistcoat, and yellow stockings.
1: Honey, you are all over the board there. (laughs) Tone it down, Santa Claus. (laughs) He was also known
0: or pictured as a man with a broad-brimmed hat and a huge pair of Flemish trunk hose. What? And if you don't know what those are, like, (laughs) Kim. (laughs) I have no idea what those are. I didn't know what they were, and I looked them up. Um, it's- it's actually best to look at a picture yourself, but, um, basically, if you've ever seen a renaissance picture of men with big puffy shorts and then spandex leggings, that's basically what it is. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, so- he was stylish in the stylish. 19th century. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So you were asking about um, commercialism. Yes. In when that started. So that started in the 1820s. Uh, stores started advertising Christmas shopping. Hmm. And before too long, newspapers were printing advertisements for the holidays, often including images of Santa Claus. In 1841, a store in Philadelphia got a life-size model of Santa, and thousands of children went to visit it. Which store was it? Was it Macy's? Uh, no, it... Oh, I don't have the name of the store. What? thought I wrote it down. Is it it Gimbles? No, it was not (gasps) Gimbles. Um, it... (laughs) I just watched Miracle
1: on 34th Street, so that's the only two big stores I know.
0: (laughs) It, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was not a well-known... Store that not I not don- around today. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe there are some chains around today, but it's not like a big chain. in at least not around the West Coast where we are. Um, after the store in Philadelphia did that, it things sort of snowballed, and stores began to advertise live Santa Clauses. Then <laughs> the Salvation Army used began to use the Santa Claus imagery as well to generate. Funding for the Christmas meals that they gave to families, and they got unemployed men to dress up as Santa and go around New York ringing bells to get donations. And this is imagery that they still use to this day. Did they pay the unemployed men to do this? Um, Good question. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that's, like, (laughs) part of the... Well, the I mean, labor
1: gonna... laws weren't very strict back then, so if they didn't, I could kind of understand them getting away with it. Yeah. But also... Not best practices. Unless they're specifically volunteers, you gotta pay them.
0: Yeah. In 1821,
1: um, a poem
0: was written. Did I talk about poems yet?
1: No, you haven't said a thing about poems.
0: Okay. Well, okay, so the thing that really got the Christmas traditions going in America, or I should say North America, was um, poems, poetry, oh. and different imagery that emerged from this poetry.
1: hmm So. Mm-hmm. Classic poetry. <laughs> in 18... Muses with words. Yep. Words about words. Okay, I'm gonna keep
0: going. Okay. <laughs> In 1821, a poem was written titled The Children's Friend, which helped in stripping Santa Claus as a religious figure and characterized him more as just this magical being who brought gifts to children. And in this illustration of Santa, he drove a small wagon pulled by a single reindeer. A year later... Which one? It doesn't say. Was it Vixen?
1: Because I have an issue with Vixen. Do you know? My issue with Vixen is who the fuck... Looked at this baby reindeer and thought, "Mm, that reindeer, what a vixen. That's not an issue with vixen. What a dirty, saucy little girl, (laughs) vixen. That's
0: not an issue with the reindeer, that's an
1: issue with the people. Okay, my issue then is with the people who named the reindeer vixen.
0: Yes, I, you know, never thought about it that, but good point.
1: (laughs) What is wrong with you people? It's a baby reindeer. You're not supposed to make it sexual. I know. (sighs) Okay, go on. Okay, so... I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) So
0: a year later, so in 1822, Clement Clark Moore, who was a minister, wrote a poem for his daughters that basically shaped the image of Santa that we know today. The poem was titled, An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas but we would probably know it better as Twas the Night Before Christmas. (gasps) Aww. In this version, St. Nicholas was a rascally fellow, a bit plump, jolly, and he did wear mismatched
1: clothing. Rascally fellow who breaks into your house with your daughters. Yeah, that's why he's so rascally. I'm just saying, it's not looking good (laughs) for the rap report, okay? The police are going to really stick it to this guy. In this version,
0: he had magical powers that enabled him to descend chimneys and fly around on a sleigh with eight reindeer. How many does he have now? Eight. Unless you want to count Rudolph, then
1: it's nine. Oh, okay.
0: Kind of like the planets. Oh, poor
1: Pluto Rudolph.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pluto is the Rudolph of our solar system. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All of the other planets used to laugh and call it names. (laughs) They never let poor, poor Pluto, Pluto. join in any the new planet plan- games. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> in 1881, Thomas Nast, who is a political cartoonist, drew an image of Santa as a rotund jolly man with a white beard and a sack of toys. Because nothing's
1: threatening about a fat man.
0: Exactly. And Nast-, Nast drew him with the red suit trimmed with white fur And the North Pole Workshop with the elves and, of course, Miss Claus. And it's this image from Nast that is the one that persists into our culture today. Mm Mm-hmm. Joseph Stalin tried to demolish the Santa Claus tradition. What an
1: evil bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anybody out there today who likes Joseph Stalin? Oh, I'm sure there is. There's all sorts of characters out there. Putin, maybe. (laughs)
0: Maybe. Um... Uh, In Russia, they were actually acknowledging a character called Grandfather Frost, who had some early Santa-like characteristics. When the Soviet Union formed, they abolished Christmas and all of its accompanying traditions, including gift-giving. Because no joy.
1: (laughs) Because no joy in Soviet Russia. In Soviet (laughs) Russia, Santa Claus kill you.
0: (laughs) In the 1930s, Stalin was trying to build support, and so he brought back Grandfather Frost, uh, but with some changes. He didn't bring back the Christmas gifts, or sorry, he didn't bring back the gift giving at Christmas, but at New Year's, so he basically just tried to, like, move the date out. Both his attempt to abolish Christmas and his attempt to change the traditions were unsuccessful because people need their Christmas. What a Scrooge. Even in Poland and Bulgaria, people held on to their traditions, and as soon as the Soviet Union... Collapsed. they returned to outwardly celebrating their traditions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The the Santa Claus that we celebrate in North America isn't necessarily well-received everywhere in the world, although it's becoming more pervasive in other countries. It's not necessarily well-received by everyone. So in the Czech Republic, the Netherlands, Austria, and Latin America, there are movements that are emerging to try to preserve... The, their own traditions and customs, and reject the Americanized Santa
1: traditions. It's because it's just become so commercial. They sold Santa. They, yeah, they really did. Santa is an object that you can buy for nine ninety nine, <laughs> and that's not all. With him comes eight reindeer, <laughs> wacky
0: wavy inflatable arm <laughs> waving tube Santa. <laughs> for all you Family Guy fans out there, because uh-huh.
1: we probably have so many.
0: Um, one question that I had when I was researching this was the whole Kris Kringle thing because I'm really confused about who's Santa and who's Kris Kringle. Are they the same person? You know, um, Popo
1: Gijo. In so Kris Kringle it's was word for Santa Claus. What what is it? Popo Gijo. Uh, according to the Santa Claus movie. Ah, <laughs> a very scholarly source. <laughs> very scholarly. You take that to the bank and check it the character of
0: chris kringle also known as christkind was a figure in swiss and german culture who would give presents to well-behaved children and saint nicholas would supposedly go with kringle to deliver these gifts so they were like two guys side by side working towards the same goal um and i guess in media they just sort of became interchangeable Mm. with each other um and so i guess i just want to quickly review some other traditions. Because we're going to test you on it. Other <laughs> culture, Yeah. Pay attention, people. Um. So other countries have, you know, celebrations around this time, but they're not necessarily the Americanized Santa Claus celebrations. In Scandinavia, there's an elf named um Joltomten? J- Joltomten. I am probably saying that incorrectly, and I apologize. And he rides around in a sleigh drawn by goats and delivers gifts. There's also Father Christmas from English mythology, and he would go around on Christmas Eve to people's homes and fill children's stockings with treats. So kind of, I guess, Father Christmas is closer to the Americanized traditions, um, just another word for it, Mm -hmm. name for him. In France, there's this character known as Père Noël, but instead of filling stockings with treats, he fills shoes of children. Stinky feet treats. <laughs> yeah, put out your clean shoes. Um, I know, In Russia, there's... No, 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 honey.
1: Buy a new pair of shoes because, ew. It's the one new pair of shoes you get every year. Well,
0: if all of the Christmas treats are wrapped...
1: And you then, have to admit, uh, consider though, that most of the Christmas treats at this time were like candies and stuff and sweet treats. Yeah,
0: but these Ooh. are, these are children. Children don't sweat that much.
1: I, I, I don't know the physiology physiology of children, but I think <laughs> it depends on the child.
0: <laughs> I mean, sure, you might have your heavy sweater out there, but for the most part. Okay, I'm not arguing the traditions. I'm just telling you what they are okay <laughs> he goes around filling shoes that was his choice okay all right? fine fine um in russia there's a different story and this is sort of where i got confused because there was the whole grandfather frost thing um but i guess there's also the story of an elderly woman called babushka which i guess means grandma doesn't it it? something similar to grandma maybe it means elderly woman uh russian listeners Send us a tweet. I...
1: <laughs> I don't know if we have any Russian listeners. I know we do have one um, steady listener from the UK. Woohoo! <laughs> and I've always wanted to ask this listener, are we your guilty pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the UK! Because <laughs> I always imagine the UK being much more sophisticated than America and that and listening like, to the... any American podcast is just a guilty pleasure.
0: <laughs> well, I am Canadian. Does that count? No. No. Okay. Babushka! She intentionally gave the wise men, um, from the baby Jesus story, wrong directions to Bethlehem. After she did this, she started to feel guilty, um, and went to try to find them, but she couldn't find them. And she continued to feel guilty about this, so every January 5th, she would go to children's houses and leave gifts for them, hoping that one of them is the baby Jesus and she'll
1: be forgiven. Wait, wait, hold on, I have... Very different from Grandfather Frost. I have an idea then now. Do you? Okay, so we know baby Jesus was born sometime in the summer. That's been established by facts and history and stuff, okay? Okay. If Babushka gave the three wise men wrong directions, maybe it just took them another six months to get to where Jesus was. And that's why they celebrate December 25th, because that's when...
0: They the wise men got there. finally
1: got there and were able to give their gifts of incense, myrrh, and gold. Maybe. Because a baby <gasps> oh needs my God. gold.
0: This myth again, you heard it. We solved the mystery. We solved the mystery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just because they took them six months. Because <laughs> of babushka. Yep. It took Moses 40 years to get out of the desert. And it took three wise men six months <laughs> to probably travel 40 miles. <laughs>
0: Well, now that we've solved that great mystery. <laughs> um, Italy also has a female character for the winter holidays. La Befana is a kindly witch who rides her broomstick down chimneys to put toys into kids' stockings. Witches aren't all bad. Yeah. Some no, are nice. Witches are bad. Um. Oh, that was the last other country that I had. Oh. That's it. That was a great transition. But I did, before I, we go to your segment, um, I did want to mention that, uh, supposedly they found St. Nicholas's remains.
1: Really? Yeah. They supposedly also found Jesus's remains. Suppose, suppose. <laughs> um. Actually, I don't think that's true. I've just heard some. Things.
0: S- fake news snippets. Well, we know how much weight to put into those. mm mm-hmm. Okay, so in addition to being the patron of children, uh, St. Nicholas was also known as the patron of sailors, among other things, like women and the sick and the poor and stuff.
1: But sailor... so the patron saint of women, sick, sailors, and children. And poor. And poor people. And uh, some other things. Man gets around.
0: <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he's busy. <laughs> in um, In the 11th century... Some Italian sailors supposedly went and stole his remains, and they brought them to a crypt in the Basilica di- Basilica di San Nicola in Italy, and then, um, the remains were discovered in the 1950s. Again. So, they found them in the Basilica after they'd been stolen in the 11th century.
1: Hmm. Are we sure it's Santa
0: Claus? No, because you can never be too sure. No, um, because
1: half the people were probably like, Santa Claus never existed.
0: Yes, so the remains were discovered in the Basilica in the 1950s. And they took x-ray photos and measurements of all the fragments. Mm -hmm. So the scientists could attempt to reconstruct him. And the reconstruction was done primarily by Caroline Wilkinson of the University of Manchester. The size and shape of his head and facial features were had to mostly be inferred because there were a lot of pieces missing and, you know, incomplete data. However, it did appear that he had suffered a broken nose, which was most likely due to...
1: Him getting punched out for creeping down people's chimneys?
0: (laughs) Most likely due to... Or most likely happened during the persecution of Christians under the Roman Emperor... Or maybe because he was dropping down people's chimneys unannounced and leaving treats.
1: <laughs> if you got gonna creep, you gotta do it quietly.
0: But given where he was born, which is in the Mediterranean, it's most likely that he had an olive-toned complexion, probably brown eyes, and then because he was an older gentleman, gray, maybe white hair. Okay. Not the um, Anglo-Saxon. Pale, pale. White. White-haired man we Chicky. know
1: rosy-cheeked rosy-nosed
0: yeah that's just uh european ethnocentrism at work Mm-hmm. thanks thomas nast you know the political cartoonist who drew the... yeah
1: okay, okay okay nasty cast <laughs> <laughs> got
0: it yeah. um but yeah so that's where santa comes from that's the history of santa claus that's the history of santa claus it's a long convoluted history and uh there's a lot of parts to it and it's not Super consistent, because okay. as many things in the world, you take bits and pieces from a lot of different cultures and they all come together into the melting pot and then eventually emerge within commercialism as this thing.
1: I forget, did you, was, in all cultures, was the, um, Santa Claus, or what they considered to be their quote-unquote Santa Claus, um, Christian in nature, or was it, like, from pagan originally from like some sort of pagan belief that Christianity just took and morphed into Santa Claus.
0: Um are you talking about like the stories from Scandinavia and yeah. France and um I don't know if these characters emerged from the Saint Nicholas character. So Santa Claus, the imagery of him did evolve from this real person. Yeah. Got Saint that. Nicholas. Um and he just morphed into more of a magical entity Mm -hmm. i don't know if in these other cultures if they took the mythology and the legend around saint nicholas and then constructed their own characters and their own mythology from that or if it just sort of paralleled those stories Mm. he he was quite renowned throughout
1: all of europe was he now yeah you failed to mention that. Did I? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, you said he was renowned. I thought he was just renowned locally. No. The he, Roman he, Empire.
0: He was renowned. Which I guess
1: was all of Europe. At some point. <laughs> at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he was renowned throughout pretty much all of Europe. And um, and that's why his uh, this whole uh, St. Nicholas really emerged into the Santa Claus character was because he was so pervasive in Popular. culture. Yeah. Because they, they celebrated him every December 6th. Mm-hmm. And it was only because of the change in dates with the Protestant Reformation that they pushed the date back to December 25th. But they continued to quote unquote
1: celebrate the same type of thing. same tell, Celebrate the same person just
0: in a different see. way. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fine. 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 I'll do now it. to the darker side of Christmas. The anti-Santa. Yeah. As he's been uh, known, I'm talking about Krampus, who is a terrifying half-goat, half-demon monster that literally whips children into being good. That sounds like the uh, the baby Jesus helpers. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um He has horns, dark hair, fangs, and a long, in some stories, forked tongue. Ew. He carries a bundle of birch sticks, which he uses as his switch to whip children who have misbehaved. Ew. Mm -hmm. Birch sticks? Birch sticks. Ouch. I think I mentioned to you what a switch was a couple podcasts ago. Not that I remember. Okay. Literally, it's just sticks or a reed or something that you like to like bound whip.
0: together yeah yeah okay That's what a switch
1: is all right um so originally uh it was an ancient pagan tradition and krampus was adopted into the christian tradition in alpine areas of europe so
0: when you say it was an ancient pagan tradition krampus was an yes.
1: ancient krampus himself was more of an ancient tra- pagan character Did which he... is why i was asking about santa claus being an ancient being seen as somewhat pagan in these areas.
0: Did Krampus emerge from St. Nicholas? No.
1: Okay. No, 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 no. So, uh, as we know, adoption of local pagan traditions is very common in Christianity, and mm-hmm. that is how the religion is able to grow and expand and ultimately withstand the test of time. Mm-hmm. So, it's- them adopting Krampus was not unheard of. Okay. Um, did they adopt Krampus? Basically, yes. Cr- the Christian tradition adopted Krampus. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I did not think that that was part of Christian mythology.
1: Well, <laughs> there's a reason why it isn't part of Christian mythology as we know it here traditionally. Okay. And I'll get into that. Um, All right. So he is thought to come from pre-Germanic paganism from parts of Germany and Austria or Norse mythology or other Alpine traditions. Mm-hmm. In Norse mythology, it is thought that he could be the son of Hel, uh, who is the ruler of the Norse underworld and the youngest daughter of Loki. The son of Hel. Hel. Her name is H-E-L. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce oh. it. Oh. Oh, so not the Christian Hell. No. Hel. This is a goddess. This is a goddess Hel. Oh. S- daughter of Loki, ruler of the Norse underworld. Oh, cool. Um... But there is also mention that he resembles creatures such as satyrs and fauns, and therefore could have been influenced from Greek mythology. Uh Uh-huh. Probably, like, many of these things,
0: it was borrowed... Bits and pieces were borrowed from a lot of different cultures to
1: create him. Also, it's technically possible that two separate cultures could come up with a goat creature... They could. It's not like goats are from one area only <laughs> and no other area can ever have goats. <laughs> That's very possible.
0: <laughs> goats okay. are only found in the northernmost parts of Asia.
1: Then how did the Greeks get goats? <laughs> okay, Anyway. Silk Road. What? Silk Road. The Silk Road, oh. Yeah, Maybe. They traded Krampuses. Was the Silk Road set up by then? By when? When the Greeks were in power. I don't know. Well, you mentioned it. <laughs> I guess I, I know anything about you it. had some basic knowledge of the Silk Road when you mentioned the Silk Road.
0: Don't ever assume I have basic knowledge of anything. Why did I say you were smart
1: at the beginning of this podcast? That's why I was questioning you you are very intelligent i'm just sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes it doesn't I, show I, yes um anyways the name krampus comes from the german word krampen which means claws okay so not cramps no not doesn't mean cramps <laughs> <laughs> not a men, menstruating woman who's just cringing all the time because she's got the cramps
0: running around with people with at people with an axe
1: Oh my god, no. With her bundle of birch sticks swatting at people. <laughs> That's what I want to do sometimes. When you've got cramps? Yeah. Yep. That's how you get rid of them. hmm <laughs> Anyways, um, the pagan tradition was for young men to dress in a fursuit and a horned mask and run through the town yelling, ringing bells, and causing a ruckus in order to scare away Winter's ghost. It was originally held on the night of the winter solstice because it's the longest night of the year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about. It wasn't until about a thousand five hundred years ago when he became entangled with the story of Saint Nicholas and Christmas. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: So clarify, what year was
1: that? Okay, let me take out my calendar. Oh God! Wait,
0: you're gonna take out your calendar for five thousand years ago? One thousand five hundred. Oh. Wait, why did I think it was five thousand?
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, da, 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 Wait,
0: five fifteen hundred years ago. Calculator. That was um, two zero okay, one so that's
1: eight, eight minus five hundred and five
0: zero zero four hundred and five
1: hundred eighteen, A.D. or yeah. C.E. Do you want to be correct? I was working on that. <sighs> well, I got there before you. <laughs> i don't do math i don't do math i'm sorry and
0: math do not mix i don't even
1: care if it's simple math i don't do math i don't even put up with it i don't even put up with it no it's not my thing okay so um in the christian tradition krampus would come on december 5th oh interesting it's the day before i'm getting getting there i'm getting there oh you don't even know how far i'm getting because i'm getting there (laughs) Um, so Krampus comes on December 5th, the night of Krampusnacht, or Krampus night. Then Santa would come the next morning on December 6th, which was called Nikolaustag, or St. Nicholas's Day. Um, when they aw- woke up the next morning, children, so yeah, I don't know if you realize, but we got to December 6th, yeah, that when Saint Santa Nicholas. Claus comes. Yeah. The day of his death. The day of his death. I come to you on the day of my death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when they woke up, the children would look outside to see if the shoe they'd left out contained a present from Santua or a rod from Krampus, which means they had been bad. A rod? He would leave them the rod which he would beat them with. <laughs> okay, so the ch- if the child was especially bad, then Krampus would beat the child with his switch.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So he would leave the rod there. They'd be like, oh, shit. And then he would grab
1: it and start beating them with it. Okay. So if he left a rod, that meant you had been bad. Okay. okay. When would and you need beat to them? get your act together. And if you-, if you had been really bad, he would beat you with the switch that he was going to leave for you. When? I don't know.
0: Okay. But My sources it- did not say. If you don't get your act together, he comes to beat you. If you do get your act together...
1: You just get the rod. And a, and a warning that says, get your shit together. And you gotta wait till next year. Sell it in a shit so store and get it Saint together. So St.
0: Nicholas and Krampus working together? Are they in cahoots? Mm-hmm. Like, looking at the same list, being like, alright, you got these guys, I got these guys. Basically,
1: yeah. Huh. He's uh, Santa's companion. Companion. Mm-hmm. The worst children get... Um, if the child's bad enough, they get beat with a switch... The worst children get stuffed into his sack or wicker basket, depending on the story you read. Wait, his sack of rods? His sack of rods and switches. So yeah, they get stuffed into his sack or wicker basket, and then he carries them to his lair in the underworld, where he may then eat them or imprison them and torture them for a year. Wow.
0: Yeah. That is dark.
1: What I want to know is, what does a child have to do, do to get that... Punishment. Like, how bad right? do they have are to you, be? Are you like
0: killing cats? Yeah, are, are these like
1: the puppy kickers who are just gonna be like monsters as adults,
0: anyways? But then we know psychologically
1: these kids come,
0: tend to come from very dysregulated, disturbed homes. So then why aren't the parents being kidnapped and tortured? Why are the kids getting the consequences?
1: Well, then who's gonna take care of the kids? Krampus?
0: Behavior is communication. If a kid is behaving badly, they're communicating a disturbance in their emotions, in their mind, in their environment.
1: Yeah. Krampus, you have it wrong. Psychopathy is not as common as it seems. Like, a psych- a psychopath? A psychopath. It's not as common as it seems. Well, I mean- There are psychopaths out there. Yeah. But not every child who kills a puppy is a psychopath. They just have issues. There, There's something going on. There's something going on. And it can be corrected. You just have to get in there. Sometimes it can be corrected. You you have to get in there. You got to root around, find the issue. Yeah. Give them a hug. Mm. Not everything's solved with a hug, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know this is really torturing you because you know. I could talk for a while, but this isn't that podcast. So this isn't the how to raise your children to not be puppy killers. Yeah, this isn't the... That's another time.
0: (laughs) What's going on psychologically in the mind of Puppy Kicking Jerry. Uh, Why is his name Jerry? I don't know. It was the name that came to my mind. Okay.
1: whatever.
0: Anyways. So, So Krampus doesn't understand psychology. Well... Got it.
1: You know.
0: I don't think he was such a... uh, He's a misinformed goat man. Got it. Goat
1: demon man. Goat demon man. Got it right. He's misinformed. Again, I don't think psychology was a required... Reading? It's still not. It is still not a required reading, although it should be. <laughs> okay, yeah, probably, but it yeah. wasn't and it's still not. Okay. Today <laughs> in some towns in Austria, Germany German Germany, <laughs> Germany? <laughs> it's, it's my motherland and I just called it Germany. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> okay. Uh in some towns in Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Czechos the Czechs Republic because it's not Czechoslovakia anymore, it's just the Czechs Republic um, and other Alpine regions, a special Krampus event is held. Okay. Like a celebration? Yeah, kind of like a celebration. Um, so, men, sometimes emboldened by drink, run through the streets dressed as horned monsters and scare children and prod at them with, like, sticks and stuff. That sounds wrong. Yeah. Well, the event is called Krampus Krampuslauf or Krampus run, kind of like the bull run, but a little bit weirder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun to me. I don't know where your problem is. Wait,
0: prodding children with sticks?
1: Well, they're not like you know shoving them; at, they're just like poking them a little bit. Just I don't know it. The, I just the have te- a very the idea is to scare them, no. and you're only scared if you've been bad. It's like a whole parade thing. All right. Um. So in recent years, the running of the Krampuses. Has become... Wait, the running of the Krampuses? Like, <laughs> decide to be, a, like, running of the bulls. The running of the Krampuses. Is it Krampuses or Krampusai? Well, I don't know. You researched him. I don't know the plural of Krampuses, though. Well, there's only one, so there is no plural. But what about men dressed up as Krampus? Yeah, but it's like Santa Claus. There's not Santa Clauses, it's just Santa Claus. Or is it Santa Claus? Now you'd be crying. <laughs> okay, anyways, the running of the running of the Krampuses has become popular in other areas. Um US has had races in New York and New Orleans. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. People are also holding Krampus-themed parties, and of course, he has his own terrible movie that Hollywood fucked up. And yeah, um, there have been special <laughs> there have been special episodes on shows like American Dad about Krampus. Mm-hmm. However, people haven't always been so welcoming. He's not a very welcoming character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in the 12th century. The Catholic Church tried to banish the inclusion of Krampus in winter festivities mm-hmm. because he resembled Satan, yeah um he reemerged in the nineteenth century when the Austrian government relinquished its control of the postal card industry the postcard industry Wait, how How is that connected oh I'll, I'll tell you about it, so they okay. got, they no longer were in tro- control of like. Producing and what was on yeah. postcards. Like, uh-huh. um, so manufacturers of postcards started producing scary Krampus cards for children and humorous Krampus cards for adults. This is in Austria, not worldwide. It's just yeah. in Austria. Okay. So, yeah, that's why it kind of resubmerged there. Interesting. Okay. Um, in 1934, cons- the conservative nationalist parties of Austria and Germany also, attempted to ban Krampus Lauf. No success, though, because it is all the rage today. Krampus? Krampus. Especially to those who are more interested in the darker characters of the holiday season, like Scrooge or the Grinch, before they got all big hearted and goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. However, many <laughs> of the early adopters are already upset, saying that Krampus is too mainstream and commercialized. Of course. These are the hipsters of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you damn Christmas hipsters. <laughs> so if that's how you feel, there are plenty of other characters to accompany Saint Nick in his holiday revelry, and they are just as dark as Krampus. So I'm cool. now going to tell you about some of the other Krampus-like creatures.
0: Okay. So so these are ones that in Krampus's dead would go with St. Nick to do stuff. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Or just different regions. Different regions. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. Santa is apparently the Doctor Who with all of his companions. The original Doctor Who. (laughs) Okay? And he... He
0: brought children back to life, so why not?
1: Right. Yeah. He rolls with a real rough crew. (laughs) Aside from his toy-making elves, his companions usually have the role of the Punisher um, in contrast to his generous and jolly nature. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These traditions are dark. <laughs> right? Hold on. Let me get to the right. Okay. Um, in certain parts of Germany, you have Knecht Rupert. Sorry. Knecht Rupert, translated to farmhand or servant Rupert. Sorry. Servant Rupert? Yeah, the Servant Rupert. Okay, so he was an old man with a long beard, usually dressed in a straw outfit or covered in fur. And he had small bells sewn into his clothing. He carried a bag of ashes with him and expected children to be able to recite Christian catechisms and say their prayers. And if they could, he would give them fruit or gingerbread. And if they failed, he would give them a lump of coal... In their shoes, uh, at best, or at worst, he would shove them in his sack and either eat them or throw them in a river. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's harsh. Jeez. Memorize your catechism, kids. Yeah. Um, Fire and brimstone. (laughs) God. In other regions of Germany and in Pennsylvania and the east coast of Canada, Santa's companion is called Belsnickel. He is a crotchety old gift giver. He's actually sometimes portrayed as a woman. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. There aren't
0: very many women. No, there's... I mentioned a couple, but... Yeah,
1: I I read briefly that he was sometimes seen as a woman. As a a woman, not a (laughs) woman. He's not a plural. (laughs) He was seen as multiple women. (laughs) He identifies as a plural. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, sometimes he's seen as a woman. Um, He dresses in furs and wears a mask with a long tongue. And he carries with him a switch for beating um, bad children. And also a pocket full of cakes and sweets for the good children. So you get those nice uh, lint-covered candies.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. So what is Saint Nick doing? Because these guys have the good stuff and the bad stuff.
1: Well, um, Bell's Nickel actually travels without Santa. He's, like, the full package and gives gifts to good children, doles out punishments to the bad. However, Knecht Ruprecht, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, I'm not? I'm sure we're pronouncing everything
0: that's not English incorrectly. I took German. We took it if for, my, in, we took it in high school, okay? That does not count. pronunciation is correct, it's Knecht um,
1: Ruprecht. I don't think that's correct. K-N-E-C-H-T-R-U-P-R-E-C-H-T. Don't Knecht to, Ruprecht. Don't try to spell it.
0: I'm drunk. I can't follow you. How are you
1: drunk? Stop drinking all my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've been- I watched you take those swigs. You probably had way more than me, though. Because you poured it into your actual mug. Possibly. Okay. Anyways, Knecht Ruprecht actually travels with Santa, and Santa gives out the gifts, and he gives out punishments. So it's like good cop, bad cop good cop back up although sometimes he does give like fruit and gingerbread but fruit and gingerbread is not like a gift it's like
0: yeah snacks it's, yeah it's a snack it's a snack after school
1: snack he's the snack santa <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're good you get snacks
1: okay anyways then there is zort pete and i think that i don't know how to pronounce that one uh it's dutch he's a dutch companion of jolly old saint nick and his name in English is literally Black Pete.
0: Oh, I I heard about this guy. Um, there's actually a huge controversy going
1: on. Yes. Are you, are you talking about that? Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. So traditionally, he is black because he is a Moor from Spain. And a Moor is a Muslim that lives in the Iberian Peninsula, uh, North Africa, or a certain Mediterranean island. So that's why he's called a Moor. Mm-hmm. Um, those who portray that black Pete usually put on black face which uh. is bright red lipstick, curly wigs, um, and just black face paint and he also wears renaissance attire.
0: Yeah, I think the imagery of him where he's like illustrated it's sort of offensive.
1: Yeah. Um, he himself is not your scary switch-wheeling punisher. He is actually a bear to amuse children and give candy. Mhm. But yes, because of the black face and um, today and its racist culture, history, it's definitely portrayals. Yeah, it's portrayals of him, of the character, are now being protested in the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, so it's not like
0: he's just portrayed as a a darker skinned character. It's mm-hmm. like blatantly racist.
1: But you, I mean, it would be so easy just to have a darker skinned character play him, right? But they don't do that because it's. I don't know the character in detail. I don't know if there's more racist things about the character. But yes, portraying him like that, racist. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the last thing I wanted to touch on is a couple of years ago, there was some concern about the festival of um, Krampuslauf, mm-hmm. um, frightening refugees from Syria and Afghanistan who were moving in and living in the Alpine towns that celebrated the... Krampus Run. Uh, there was talk about taming the horror aspect of the festivities. Luckily, those in charge of putting on the festivals knew a straight-out cancellation of the event would not fly with the locals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They chose instead to hold educational presentations where children and adults could learn about the traditions and the props and costumes of the Krampus Runners. Um, which... Uh, these people just came from their horror in their own country, so yeah, the last thing they need is to be scared again and have no idea why. Right, be prodded with sticks by a goat demon guy. By a goat demon guy and just have, like, no reference for what the fuck is going on. Yeah, what the (laughs) hell is happening? Anyways, that's my, uh, Krampus. Cool.
0: As usual, we end on a perfectly transitioned note. Mm-hmm. Perfectly.
1: <laughs> um actually Flawless. I want to change up our ending um one time because I, I have a feeling that reverse psychology will work. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to say to everyone out there, don't email us at this myth again podcast at gmail.com. We don't want to hear your criticisms or what you loved (laughs) about the show. We have no interest in hearing from you. We
0: don't want to hear anything you have to say
1: because we don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Don't subscribe or rate us on iTunes. We don't need it. Thank you, but no thank you. (laughs) Also, don't follow us on Twitter at this, at myth underscore this. And don't tweet us using the hashtag "this myth" again. We don't know what you, we don't want to know what you thought of the episode or what you thought our funniest goof was at all. Just, just, just don't talk don't. to us. <laughs> Leave us alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to thank John for no. the technical support.
1: Well, he's not even here. <laughs> yeah. But he- so literally we're not thanking him he just let us borrow the microphone that he technically bought but you're married to him so what's mine is yours and what's jillian's is mine because i'm the best friend and we're not so, gonna thank
0: him for music and stuff
1: no definitely we're not thank him don't no yeah
0: we just we don't want to hear your comments no appreciation we don't want any of it on our point <laughs> this is so anti-holiday
1: <laughs> well how else are we gonna end it on an awkward note, as usual. Oh, uh, well, okay. Anyways. Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah. Happy uh, holidays for whatever. For most everybody else. Enjoy. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. We're so uncultured. Um, the uh, winter solstice is coming, so if you celebrate the winter solstice, uh, happy winter solstice. So... Whatever you celebrate, or if you don't even celebrate anything, just be your best self. Happy holidays. Enjoy the winter season. Uh, Get yourself some eggnog. If you have some brandy in it.
0: Congratulations. I'm jealous.
1: Yeah. California sucks. Yep. (laughs) Totally.
0: (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Night.